0: Hello and welcome to the Financial Emancipation podcast. I'm your host Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Well, hello, hello. I mean, the first episode that the last episode that I did was in the beginning of March. Um was probably March 2nd or 3rd. It was the very beginning of the month of March. And my oh my, has life changed um, tremendously and drastically since the first week of March. So I'm gonna start by saying, hopefully, wherever you're listening to this, you are, um, you know, grocery wise and you're ready um, to kind of hunker down. I'm gonna say, I hope that your job has made um, the necessary accommodations so that you can continue to work and get paid. Um, So that it doesn't kind of throw your finances, excuse me, into a, into a turmoil. I'm hopeful that parents, um, particularly our, my friends in New York city, um, and the surrounding areas. And I think most parents at this point, your kid's school has been canceled, um, for a month. God be with you. Um, I know that that's hard. I know it's a challenge to be home with them, um, during the day, particularly if you're being asked to work from home, um. It's going to be very challenging for you to balance working from home and being able to provide lessons and stuff and help your kids do their homework, especially depending on how old your kids are. So understand that, you know, we are we are here with you in spirit, of course, Um, you know, as a person who is a manager and I'm you know setting up my folks to begin working from home you know, because I know people who I love very much who are home with their children now, I'm being very considerate, you know, and they're trying to work from home. I'm being very considerate to my staff, you know, who do have children and kind of trying to make sure that the hours and the times and the things that we set up to get the work done um, gives them the flexibility that they need to deal with this because this is not normal, right? Normally when you work from home, your kids are in school or in some sort of childcare for the most part. And so this is not a normal situation. So you can't really enact the same, levels of, um, of, of just supervision and, and, and management style that you would during a normal situation. So I had to adjust in that way. And I'm hoping that all um people are doing the same cause we we're in a crisis, you know? And so, um, folks have asking me, you know, uh, how are you going to cover this on the podcast? And the first thing to cover is that this is some wild shit. Okay. Let me just start there. Um, and, and I, and I have to say that because that's just real, right? I can't even, characterize it any other way it's really just this is wild right and it's wild for us because a lot of us had never considered that this would be something we would be going through in america which gives a little bit of our you know we have a little attitude as americans that we think you know things are certain things are for other countries and not for our country but here we are (laughs) here we are um and and dealing with this is going to have so many ramifications for people long beyond you know, a fourteen-day quarantine that could be possible if you do, in fact, contract this virus. For the most part, like they say, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I'm just a person who reads and reads reputable sources, not just things that are floating on the internet. And the, the reality is, for the most part, it according to science so far, and according to what's happening in other places, you know, eighty percent of people who get to contract this virus will experience like a cold, like you would a cold, possibly a flu and be fine and recover without hospitalization or medication. Unfortunately, there's a 20%. And at this point, we all are hoping we don't fall into the 20%, but the 20% is a mixed bag. 15% of that 20% will end up hospitalized, but will also recover. And then there's the 5% who will die. Um, Listen, the whole factor here, people say, oh, it's fine, it's just a 5%. So many other things um, have a 5%. But I saw something online, someone said, you know, 5%, if I I gave you 100 Skittles, mixed them up in a bag together and told you five of them were gonna kill you, you likely wouldn't eat the bag of Skittles, period. So people make it seem like, oh, it's just 5%, but the risk of of knowing that there's still a 5% chance that something could kill you is enough to make a person become a little um, panicked and, and nervous. So I understand that people are nervous and panicked during this time and there's reason to be and so where for wherever you can do the things that they're telling you to do social distance sit sit far away from each other don't go out i mean at this point if you live in new york you ain't got no more choices because people don't listen and since people don't listen unfortunately governments have to step in and and make people um make people listen and and that sucks because you know you don't want to have to do that but it happens so Folks are now kind of stuck in in, in either at work or at home. Um, they've kind of c- closed down most of the social things, movie theaters, bars, any entertainment venues. All concerts have been canceled, like all that kind of stuff. Basketball, well, all sports, everything. So, you know, this is a time that you know there's a lot of things that you can't do. But I wanted to tie this in with our finances because this is a moment. And, you know, if you listen to this podcast, I have talked about this moment in some way, shape or form the entire time that we've done this podcast, because there's always a crisis looming. Now, again, not even nobody, nobody, not me, nobody, nobody could tell you that they predicted this. But if you watch this, you will see that this crisis of a health crisis is going to lead to a recession. A recession was looming in our economy anyway. If you fo- if you're a person who focuses on the 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 below the surface levels of an economy, um, a, a recession was was looming, and not because of political affiliation or anything that I have, or the fact that I despise the person who resides at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. Um, Republican presidents tend to lead tend to um to lead over um economies that are good, but lead towards a recession. So they usually can pick up an economy that's good because at the time when an economy is good, people feel more comfortable voting for someone who's saying, I'm gonna keep the economy good by doing all these things that sound like they're going to keep the economy good. When in fact, history has told us that every single time a Republican gets their hands on a, a, a good economy, they do things Um, under the guidelines of Ronald Reagan and this trickle down economics that they think will continue to enhance the rich. And they think the rich will then trickle that money down and keep the economy going with history and and evidence and research has proven that that is actually not the case. And then every single time you attempt to get the rich people more money, you generate and cause a recession because rich people don't actually spend their money. (laughs) And they don't reinvest in jobs and they don't do any of the things that people say. So that is why... Oftentimes, you, we would have been heading towards a recession anyway, um, but this is going to accelerate any recession that you're going to see, and it's going to be very, very challenging. If you are a person right now who works in a field where, um, like a hotel, any type of any type of hospitality, if you're a person who works in in an hourly wage type job, the only people right now with secure jobs are people who work in healthcare. Everybody else is, is a little shaky right now because if your job is at at, at in any way, shape, or form, relying upon the fact that a company you work for is going to have profit, you're going to see a problem. Um, companies are losing money left and right, but they're seeking to do the right thing. So right now, they have to kind of save face. They're not going to do massive layoffs, etc. But in about six months, when this is over, they will have to because the bottom line will be the bottom line. And so it now is the time, if you're sitting here and you're listening in the sound of my voice, is to prepare for the recession slash Almost depression that we're going to see probably leading into 2021. Um, it will be it will be devastating. It will be similar to 2008. If you are familiar, if you were around, if you were a working person during 2008, 2008 crisis, the housing crisis, you remember how awful that time was. Be prepared for that time. That time is is coming, and the reason it's going to come is not only because the 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 economy. Is not as strong as it would seem because it's kind of based on um, on a very, very shaky foundation. Um, and what what happened was there were certain things that they pumped into the economy that would see it go up, meaning they pumped into these tax cuts um, for the rich. And it would see that and, and you would see the economy kind of shoot up a little bit. But again, as I remind you, rich people don't spend their money. Um, and they don't invest it back in the economy, and therefore, any gains that you get from that, you eventually see losses down the road. Um, and so, where we are now is that, again, we were we were slow walking towards a recession. Which again, if you've studied economics and you study these things, the, it, you're going to have it. It's all it's all going to it's like um, hills, right? You're going to have ups and downs. That's how economies work. They actually function off of the ups and downs. You can't actually have an economy that's just going to stay in one place for ongoing because that's just not how things work um but we're wa- we're walking we were slow walking towards a recession and in 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 that idea doesn't have the, the idea that we're going to go through a recession if you've lived long enough you've lived through many recessions um and a recession just means that the economy is not growing it means that it is losing so that's technically what a recession is when the economy is no longer growing and it's starting to lose a recession how you feel it by the time you feel it at the time we feel it starts to mean cutbacks in in services cutbacks in in jobs you see um companies stop start the first sign is not layoffs the first sign is they're slow to hire and you start to see hiring slow down because they're looking at it and say okay let's keep everything the same and then the next step you see is that they start to lay people up you know that's when a, you really get into the depths of a recession when companies can no longer even afford to keep the people on board who they have on board and that's when you start to see layoffs etc so i say that to you at the beginning of this to, to open up this podcast by saying we're heading towards a recession and now we now before when we were slow walking we are running at a good pace um so what does that mean for you what does that mean for us that means that while you're in your quarantine or your lockdown or you you just need some background noise it's time to go back 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 to the beginnings of the podcast so we can so you can revisit and we can all revisit the ideas and the concepts behind making sure you're saving making sure that you are setting yourself up because this is about to become critical. Okay? So here we are. We're in a position where this this crisis kind of took us by storm. Um again, on last Sunday, I was texting my friends and my family and telling them something bad is really about to happen. I need you to get to the grocery stores. This was Sunday. This was before the governor this was right before the governor declared a state of emergency. And this is way before the the mayor declared a state of emergency in New York City. And you know, I just, I had inside information. I knew what was happening. I could see it um, from the Friday before we started to get into a little bit of a disaster preparedness moment at work. And I was like, eh, this don't seem right. By the time we got through Saturday and I was hearing more information, I knew where we were going. I was like, this is heading to where we are now. I knew it. So I got on the horn, got everybody, listen, get gas in your car. Like get this because we're about to go. It's It's going. That was a week ago. Like, and I was thinking even then, I'm like, I know, this feels fast, like I felt like something was happening fast, um and my friends and I colleagues were all talking, and I'm like, eh, this don't feel right. this don't feel like nothing we've ever prepared for before and And here we are and so but that's something that if you think about if you look at businesses and government, their ability to turn on a dime, that's what you're seeing as problematic. There were people who were arguing and fighting about the, whether or not the New York City public school should have closed faster. It's the, the, Just take a moment to realize that the New York City Public Schools changing course fast in the way that you, anybody would have thought they should have and should have been able to. The reason that if they struggled to do that, like most government entities did, is because they were not prepared. Not That's not a slight to them. They weren't prepared because none of us were prepared because you could not know this was going to happen, right? But the same lack of preparedness that led to the city government and the state government being unable to switch on a dime is the same lack of preparedness that is going to impact a lot of folks when they when this crisis hits your wallet, right? You can't turn on a dime. You didn't plan for this. You didn't even know this could happen, right? So you were like, what am I supposed to do? And that, can, that happens because again, it happened to large entities, city government, businesses had to sit down, hunker down and figure out what to do. And the same thing can happen to your personal finances. But in the situation with the city and the government and the DOE and these kind of things, they have resources, ability, and all these things to make the shift. For some folks, the the not being prepared in your personal finances for a moment like this, even a moment you could not see coming, will have long-term effects for you and your family that could go way beyond this momentary crisis. And so I don't say that to make anyone feel bad. You know, it's not, it, this is not about shame or feeling bad. It's about really taking the opportunity to use this as a learning tool to say, whenever we keep talking about, you have to be prepared for the crisis, even the, ones you, the one you don't know is coming, this is that moment. And by prepared, it just means, we talk about always having that minimum a thousand dollars in your savings, right? I know that for some folks that's hard. That's hard to have. And at any point, you can have a thousand, you can have five hundred, you can have two hundred, but at some point, you have to have some money squirreled away so that in a moment, if you need to switch on a dime. And when I say in this instance, switch on a dime meant you might need to buy groceries next week when you got paid, but you got to buy them now. You got to buy them now because you and your family got to get locked down. That is switching on a dime. That's something that's going to turn and happen, and you don't have you don't have a lot of time. Right, because you can't wait till next week. If you wait till next week, you're the person standing online right now in Costco who's risking your life at this point because you're risking getting this virus and your family needs food and you don't have a choice. You know, and maybe, and if you didn't have money at this time, you may have had to borrow it from someone or you may have had to, you know, you may have had to charge it to a credit card or something like that. You know, it's something where you're saying, I know that it's hard. To be prepared for something you don't know is gonna happen. But that is what you have to do in your finances. And so right now, you know, that's that's the little that's the small thing I can say is about the moment where you had to go get groceries or put more gas in the car, or you're gonna be home, or something like that. You know, having your savings. And no matter what you were saving for right now, That savings that you had is your emergency savings because you have to deal with the emergency that's occurring right now. You have to buy additional food. You may have had to buy sanitizer and Lysol and these things that you hadn't planned on buying. You may have needed to do um, commute differently. Maybe if you're a high risk person, you say, listen, I can't get on the subway. I've got to get in the Uber and cross my fingers, roll the window down and get in the Uber because the subway is just too risky. There's things that you may have needed to do and that might have cost you more money. Again, if you knew that you and your family were going to be kind of in the house, the kids were going to be in the house, you needed to buy more groceries and you hadn't planned and you didn't have any savings, right now is a tough time for you, you know, and my heart goes out to you because I know that this is, this is a difficult time to be in those positions. Never mind all of the folks who are struggling and, and who this conversation isn't even like, we're not even discussing those folks who are on assistance, who are getting public assistance, who you know, who have rationed out their, 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 their food stamps to make it work for their family. And now this hit and they're like, okay, I was able to go get food, but if I don't, if my food stamps don't come for another month or they don't come for another two weeks, I have to wait. You know, there are people, families who can't afford to be out of work right now because it would make them be homeless, you know, and thankfully governments have started to, you know, suspend evictions and things like that, which is really, really helpful But this is something that, you know, while it's a virus and everyone, you know, I resent people who make this seem like it's not a big deal. I really resent it because it's an attitude that I believe people take on because it makes them feel better. If they can keep saying this is not a big deal, then it cannot be a big deal to them and that's how they cope. But it is a big deal to the mother, the single mom who has three kids who she needs to feed, who she doesn't have childcare for, who school is just closed, who she's, oh, she goes to work hourly to make ends meet and her job just kind of closed on her and she doesn't have any, any other way to get income. And she's got kids that need to eat all day and she doesn't have any money. It's serious to her, whether she or her kids get the virus or not. You know, so when people get, you know, all in this attitude or this way about how it's not that serious. I'm learning to not become angry with them and learning to understand that that's their coping mechanism. And I just got to stay away from them because I can't hear that because this is a serious situation for everybody. It's a serious situation for people who right now are caring for their elderly parents. And so the things might might increase what you have to do in order to make sure you protect them and make sure that they don't get this virus because they're the most vulnerable population. And if they do get this virus, they will die. And so, you know, there are people right now who are struggling with, who are working. You have parents who are working in the healthcare system or working as essential folks. You know, everyone is not just the the people working in healthcare while they are the, the number one front line, but there are many people who are considered essential in their jobs and therefore they have to go to work no matter what. They have to be at work. Those folks who have children who don't have childcare, You know, and it's, and again, we're being told to social distance, right? So it's not even like I can say, hey, send my kids down the street to your kids. Like we really have to be mindful of that because that could be something that could transmit this virus. So it's a lot of struggle out here for folks. And the best thing that we can do, right, listen, I want you guys to always be prepared financially You know, I'm not going to take this episode to talk about how we can prepare for this recession because that's like a that's a that's a series of podcasts. I want you all to know that we're heading towards a recession. I want you to know that if you work for government and, and any type of like government city agencies, there will be layoffs or reductions in staff because the cities, the governments are losing revenue. Hand over fist, and when they have to rebound from this, they are going to have to do cuts. I worked for the city during two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and when in that government, I worked, we worked for three years consistently cutting the city budget. I worked three years cutting, cutting, cutting. Now again, some of it might have been trimming fat. A lot of it cost people jobs. It, it were people's jobs that either once they left the job got eliminated. We were not hiring. Like it was, it was hard. It was difficult. And we're heading there again. The estimate from the New York City Comptroller is that the city is going to lose about $3.2 billion in revenue. Now, New York City's budget, um, city, full city budget, the last I looked at it, was probably close to $80 billion. New York City's by law, is required to have a balanced budget at the end of the, of the fiscal year. Where are they supposed to make up $3 billion? So it, it's... It, it everyone's starting to do that right everywhere. That's a high level thing. But everyone's going to be trying to make up the balance at the end of the year or make up the balance at the end of the month. And it's going to require a lot of hard choices. And it's very it's being it's being kicked into high gear because of this um COVID-19 virus. But it was all kind of laying the foundation It was, the foundation was already there. And it's similar in our own personal finances where, you know, we, when one crisis can come, when, when a crisis comes and it kicks your ass in the way that this crisis is going to kick a lot of people's ass, I'm hoping that the lesson we learn from it, from individuals to city government to federal government is that we have to be prepared for the crisis we don't know is going to come. Because if one crisis will throw you off into into financial ruin, it's because, there were some underlying weaknesses in how it was prepared, right? For on a government level, you see it, you know, sometimes the government does the same thing. They overreach, they overspend in hopes that they're going to get revenue later, right? So it's like how people do. And then something happens that stops the revenue that they could have never expected. And now here we are, their mind, they were balancing this budget of $80 billion on, three, on that additional $3 billion in revenue that was going to come from restaurants and bars and sales tax, et cetera. No one had any clue that three months of the, the city was going to be shut down for three months. Right, but there was no underlying savings there. There was no underlying, like you know, little little place where they were squirreling the money away, which would make this less painful. That well, it wasn't there, and so now the pain is going to have to be felt. Now we're going to see cuts back and reductions in service, and it's the same thing on your personal finances. Whereas the, the if if you didn't have the 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 foundation there, the savings there, the emergency money there. Right, and if you weren't making no sacrifices before, right? Where I know sometimes it's really hard when everything seems to be going good to think, why can't I indulge? Why can't I do this? Why can't I have this? And I know that I'm constantly on this, you know, microphone telling you guys, hey, you gotta squirrel away, you gotta save, you gotta save because you just never know what's gonna happen. And that always sounds like punishment. It sounds punitive because you don't feel like you want to have to, you know, deny yourself of the things that you want to have in these moments. But it's it's moments like this. Where the sacrifice that you're going to have to make now is going to be so great. And it's unfortunate because this is not something under your control. You can't control this coronavirus. You can't control what your job is going to do about it. You know, again, most companies are trying to be very generous to employees. They're offering work from home. They're trying to pay employees who can't work from home for at least a couple of weeks to help them get settled. But that's not going to last forever as far as being paid when there's no work and if eventually they're gonna have to re- reduce workforces. And so it's very hard, but there's some, still some moments and things that you can do right now. If you're still being paid from work, this is the ideal time. And this is for everybody, no matter what your work is, or no matter what you're doing or situation, if you think this is the time to start squirreling the money away, you're home, you went grocery shopping, eat that food that's in that damn house, Put time to start putting money away. This is the time. Now you're in the house, so you need some of your subscriptions so that you can entertain you and your family, but you don't need all eight of them. So this is the time to say, Hey, we're going to get Disney Plus, And then that's it. This is the time. And then put some of that so, to take some of that money away so that you can put that, to take that money instead of spending it on that and put it away. Everybody's going to be home, right? All the kids is home. You're home. Everybody's home. You're home where you're paying for the Wi-Fi, right? This is a perfect time to call the phone companies and give them a sob story for all them kids who got cell phones and everybody in the house. Everybody's home with you. You know they ain't in no danger and they can still use their phones on Wi-Fi. Call that phone company, give them a sob story and see if you can suspend that service for a couple of months while this is going on. Because they don't need service outside. They ain't going nowhere. They right there with you with the Wi-Fi. That can save you some money right, right quick right now. You know, there are things that you can do That you can save a little bit of money. Take that money. Just put it in the corner somewhere. Because you're going to need it. And whether it seems like a lot or not now. You know put it away. Listen if you're a person who has to commute. And right now you don't have to put a bunch of gas in the car. Take that money. Put it in. Put it. Squirrel it away. If you're somebody who didn't have to. You used to buy a $150 Metro card every month. Take that money. Put it. Just put it away. Put it away for two reasons. One because this will rebound. And we will be back to real life. And you will need to spend that money again. And the second reason is because you just don't know how you and your family and your finances are going to fare on the other side of this. So this is a perfect time to try to put just squirrel a little bit of money away to make sure that you can at least have something, something tangible so that you're not left with this with zero or in the negative. You know, I know that this is hard. I know that this crisis that's going on is, is is a challenge mentally. It's exhausting. It is is challenging. Every time you cough, you're like, "Damn it, is it is this it? You know, is this it? You know, you like Sanford and Son, like with the heart attack. You know, you're like, "Is this it? You know, you're trying to be mindful. You're social distancing, which can cause anxiety for some people. This is a lot. But understand that if you, it will be even more if your finances are in shambles. So while you're home. Do, do the things, go back, listen to the episodes, do the things we talk about, create the budget. Do these things now. You're home, you're home anyway, right? You're home, you're not going out, you ain't going to the movies, you ain't doing none of that stuff. You might as well take this time now. You know, use the thing opportunity, run your credit report, see what's going on in there. Make a plan for how you're gonna get yourself out of debt and and take advantage of anything that you see out there where they're giving they're kind of saying hey we're not going to we're, we're not going to charge you for this or we're going to you know waive fees or these kind of things do it now if you had travel that was planned for the next i mean if you if, i I would say if you have travel planned anytime between now and I would say J- June I would say cancel it let them cancel it deal with the airlines get your money back you wouldn't need that and take that money when you get it back put it in the savings put it in the savings because you need it you're going to need it. You know, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to alarm you, but I am trying to warn you that when this crisis is over, financially, we're going to hit the next crisis and it's going to be a recession. It's going to impact all of us in every industry. If you have watched what they've done with the, the universities, um, by closing those universities down and kind of switching to online, if you can see what's been happening, even in with, DO, with DOE, with the fact that teachers are going into an online state, I'm, I'm also want to warn you that whenever an opportunity is seen where people can use a, a tragedy to figure out some things about business and operations that they never figured out before. Understand that that's going to be something they're going to utilize to go forward. And I don't say this to be mean, but this is an era or a moment for which a lot of people are going to find out that the jobs that they have are no longer useful. And companies are going to figure that out. And this is going to be their opportunity to restructure and um, trim back because they can they can maximize the the work being done and the profits being made with way less people. And I think city government is about to learn that in a high level as well because government employees people talk about it all the time. Is government is a the government employee is a little bit of a jobs program, and so there are a lot of people who work, you know, there's six people doing one task, you know, you know that. And in this instance where we're switching over to working from home and and you're going working remotely, you're going to see, unfortunately, and the the city's going to see and companies are going to see who's useful and who helps to get the job done on a regular basis and who doesn't. And that could lead to job elimination. And it's going to be hard. Jobs that seemed stable before will become not stable going forward. 2021 don't look bright for us. Um, you know, and I don't say again, I'm not saying that to be an alarmist. I'm just saying to be real This crisis is going to show that and you want to make sure that you're not in that number It's a lot of planning It's a lot of things that need to be done and we're gonna do it together. Don't worry We're gonna do it together, but we got to get focused first on making sure that right now in the moment we have what we need so start start making those cancellations to certain things squirrel that money away so you can have some tangible cash in the bank so that you can get through these next couple of months and once we kind of flip the switch and go back to quote-unquote normal you won't be in a total financial crisis that's my hope for you I'm going to continue to do episodes as much as I can Um, if you can imagine it's really busy for me trying to Um, deal with work, but I'm going to try to do as many um, podcasts as I can because I really want to talk about the recession that's coming and the things that we can do to recession-proof ourselves. Thank you so much for listening today. And I say this, I mean, from the bottom of my heart, just be well during this time. Take your vitamins. You know, I see a lot of people buying sanitizer and all that stuff. Get you some vitamins. You got to build up your immune system at this point so that you can fight whatever could be coming your way. Because according to most reports, Half of the U.S. population is going to get this virus. The question is, will you be part of the 80% or will you be part of the, you know, the the 15% that needs to be hospitalized? Or, you know, unfortunately, could you be part of the 5%? You want to prevent that. And so any underlying condition that you have, that's the more you need to build up your immune system. So my friends and family with asthma and kids with asthma, be mindful, be careful. Asthma is a really, you know, a really you know, underlying condition that a lot of people, that afflicts a lot of people and something that could really make this a challenge for you. So let's just, you know, and then also the, the bottom line, let's be kind to each other. If, if you don't want it, you don't have to be, nobody has to be an asshole right now. So let's just be kind to each other. And if you can't be kind, then just be quiet. That's all. If you can't be kind to people in a moment of crisis, the least you could do for humanity, which you are part of, is just shut the fuck up you know, just be quiet and let everybody kind of go through this process. And if you can't be kind and uplifting and checking in, checking in on your people, then just be quiet. That's the that's the best thing you can do so that you're not being a hindrance or a hurt or a negative energy and a negative vibration to someone else. This is right now a hard time for a lot of people for many, many, many reasons, financially, uh, family, you know, fam, excuse me, family, um, you know, being away from loved ones, being too close to loved ones. You know, it's a struggle. And if all we can do for each other is uplift each other is, is what we should do. And if you can't do that, then just be quiet because it, you're, you, you can do no harm if you just be quiet. But any remember that the things that you say, words have power. They have, they, they travel vibrations through, they move and put energy on things. And if you're not going to put positive and uplifted energy on folks, then just be quiet. Cause at this time we don't need that. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening today. Um, um, I'll be back as soon as I can. And in the meantime, you guys be well, be healthy, wash those hands, wash, wash, wash your hands and take care. And I hope you'll be back to join me as we continue to discuss the ways in which we can go and grab our financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Be well, guys.